Hello and welcome to the Men Able Matters podcast, brought to you by the Men Able Movement. I'm Steve Whitten, the founder of Men Able, and it's our intention to bring you hints, tips and the inside stories from our fabulous guests to help you to understand mental health and to get the global automotive industry talking about it as an everyday subject. So join us with another fantastic guest here on Men Able Matters. So welcome to this next episode of Men Able Matters with me, Steve Whitten. I'm absolutely delighted today to be joined by a lady that I've known professionally for a good few years, uh, and that is because she is the dealer training manager for Ford of Britain. And uh, of course, in my other capacity, we've done quite a bit of work together. So uh, it's been great to get to know this lady. But a few weeks ago, she posted something on LinkedIn all about volunteering, and particularly during the pandemic and its effect on Uh, people's mental health for the volunteers and those that you're volunteering for. So it gives me great pleasure to have on Menable Matters today, Anne Cardus. Anne, how are you? I'm fine, thank you very much. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm not bad at all. I'm not bad at all. So um, in great Menable Matters uh, fashion, if you could just tell us a bit about who you are, where you're from and what you do, and uh, that will lead us nicely into a chat about the volunteering and how you got into that. Um, I'm daily training manager for Ford of Britain. Um, we have an academy based in Daventry with about 50 people, mm-hmm. training dealers on sales and after sales. Um, and I've been doing that now for about two and a half years. Right. Um, so I still consider myself relatively new to the role and I'm still learning. I probably mm-hmm. would imagine that I'll, I'll continue to learn. Um, but yeah, I guess we're here to talk about potentially what I do volunteering wise outside of work but I've also done some volunteering at work as well oh right okay and how long have you been with Ford actually I don't know if I've ever asked you that oh forever um (laughs) (laughs) so um it'll be 30 years this October oh wow you started when you were 10 obviously yeah naturally yeah (laughs) that's one of the things that I noticed about uh, our work that we do with Ford is just how many people have been there for ages it just seems to there's something about the organization that that keeps you there isn't it which is a good thing I guess um yes and Jim Farley who's just started at the top of the um, organization um has a very personable approach and um, he talks about treating customers as family right uh, but actually I think he probably applies that to employees as well um so it's a very inclusive um, and caring organization yeah fantastic excellent okay um well so you mentioned that yeah we are going to talk about volunteering today so and you said to me just before we started recording that you actually started volunteering when you were about seven yes Um, and uh, and we had a little bit of a joke that whether that was actually volunteering or not if you're that age um whether you were dragged along to something so go on tell us your journey with volunteering and the sort of stuff that you do then i've done uh, bits and pieces so um at the age of seven um, my mum used to drag uh, me and my younger brother along to um, knock door to door um, collecting money for the Royal British Legion uh, for the poppy appeal. Right. And that sort of thing doesn't happen anymore. You don't, you don't, you don't get strangers um, knocking on your door asking for donations in return for a poppy. And she also used to do that um, for the Royal British Legion um, as well. Not sorry, Royal British Legion and also the RNLI. Mm, mm. Um, as well so um, yeah we collected um, money for that she also roped me in um, later in life into um, church bell ringing which we both started 
um, at the same time. The church was looking for um, people and um, we'd not done it before and both turned up, both learned how to ring the bells. Neither of us go to church, neither was religious, <laughs> um, but stuck with that for probably about five years until I left home, actually. Now, useless fact alert, is that called campanology? It is called campanology. I don't know why I know that or how I know that. Well, and I also learned how to do change ringing, which is a particular sort of um, bell ringing. So you get peel ringing, which is um, each bell in order, and then you get change ringing where you um, alter the um, order of the bells as you um, go along. So I probably do that now, but I haven't done it for quite a long time. (laughs) So what's some of the volunteering that you kind of do at the moment then? And particularly, you know, we're recording this during lockdown three, Mm -hmm. early 2021 and, uh, you know, at the back end, hopefully, of the pandemic. So you've been keeping yourself busy with some stuff there, I guess. Yeah, I have. So um, right back at the um, the start of the pandemic, um, locally, there was a mutual aid aid group that was um, set up. Um, to help people who were stuck at home, isolating or vulnerable, who couldn't get out and who needed, um, I don't know, food or medication. So um, a group of local volunteers would get the requests in and go to the pharmacy, go to the supermarket um, and help people out. And I I helped out with that during furlough um, because I didn't have much else to do, Mm -hmm. couldn't do work um, and um, enjoyed doing that. Um, But actually, I found that there were quite a lot of people locally um, doing that. And more recently, um, with the vaccination that's taking place locally, um, I've volunteered at the vaccination centre. Not to deliver the vaccines, um, but to help people with the logistics on site. So welcome people on site, make sure that they find their way through the process, um, make sure that they're checked in correctly, that um, they hang around for 15 minutes to make sure that they're still feeling okay. Um, afterwards, making cups of tea and coffee for the um, staff that are administering the vaccines um, and that sort of thing. And that's actually really nice because everybody that's turning up for the vaccine wants that vaccine. And they are just so grateful and to be receiving the vaccine yeah, um, yeah but you're dealing with happy people all day <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they're really really pleasant um, and yeah, yeah. get lots of good feedback yeah i, I put my hand uh, up for some uh, marshalling as well at our local hospital but i haven't heard anything yet so i'm guessing that they're because i think they were intending on doing it 24 7 at one point wow yeah because they're a hub so um you must be somewhere near similar because I know you're in Essex, aren't you? Which has particularly been badly hit at some point during the pandemic. Um, yeah, we've had some um, fairly high, scary infection rates. But actually, this vaccination centre is at a, a local leisure centre, which can't operate at the moment properly because of the lockdown restrictions. So oh, right. um, the main hall where normally you get people playing badminton or mm. <laughs> something along those lines um, has been transformed into a, a vaccination centre running seven days a week. Um, but not 24-7. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that did worry me. I was, I did that thing. I was going to get a, an email or a phone call to say, could you do the two two in the morning shift? <laughs> so I was shot by, you know, hoisted by your own petard, I think is the phrase when you get that, isn't it? So what, what is it that drives you to, I mean, I know you, you had the intro early on, but what is it that drives you to do some volunteering then? Because I, I do know that your professional life is is quite busy. Um, to be honest, most of the volunteering that I've done, I've, sort of stumbled across or um, fallen into 
Hmm. Um, but I am the sort of person that um, will put my hand up for that sort of thing. So, um, and sometimes I create my own opportunities. Um, so I also volunteer at Parkrun. Um, and I started doing that because my son turned up to Parkrun. And I found that I was driving into Parkrun, hanging around for 25 minutes and then disappearing again. Um, and I thought, well, I might as well use that time constructively. So um, I started to volunteer as a marshal or barcode scanner or um, doing some of the other roles um, there as well. And actually, over time, I got to know the um, core team that um, organize everything. And now I'm part of the core team. And so occasionally I'm uh, a run director, which means that I'm uh, in control of the event for, um, for that day. I did com contemplate being an event director, which means that you have overall responsibility for everything. And I did decide that that was perhaps one step um, too far um, because, because, as you say, my, my day job's fairly busy. Um, but the, the thing I like about Parkrun is it takes people with all sorts of abilities and gets them out and active. And actually Parkrun itself can help people with their mental health. Um, because exercise um, releases endorphins, etc. Plus, there's a community spirit around um, Park Run. So, yeah. perhaps if you're feeling a little lonely or isolated, it's an opportunity every week to meet up with people. Clearly, not at the moment, but when it starts up again, um, that will be an opportunity for people. Um, I've done volunteering, helping um, adults with learning English and maths. I honestly can't remember how I got into that before. <laughs> yeah, um, I might have to pass at that one. <laughs> yeah, well, um, bizarrely, I tended to help people more with the English than with the maths, which is strange because I've actually got a maths degree. Um, but anyway. Right. Oh. Um, and that was at a local adult education centre. And again, that was rewarding. There were, there were some people there who just wanted to be able to read so that they could um, read a book with their grandchildren um, and to reach an age where you're a grandparent and you can't read a children's book is quite sad but to be able to help somebody to be able to read a book with their grandchild is incredibly rewarding mm -hmm. um, I've done that um, I've I set up I set up cookery classes at work <laughs> Yeah, well, I was going to ask you about the volunteering at work because you mentioned that you've done something. Yeah. And I know Ford have had a big involvement with the RNLI, which you mentioned. Yes. Um, but so you did some cookery classes as well. What, what was that yeah, about? Well, in, our, in our old offices, we um, had kitchens that were available for, um, we've got, we, we have a, an employee development assistance program um, that helps people learn skills that aren't necessarily work related. Um, so there's a kitchen there and there were classes that were available for employees. Um, but there are a lot of purchase service staff that work for Ford and they weren't eligible for the employee program. Mm. And I decided that I'd do something about that. So I just used to, in my lunch hour, um, run um, some quick bakery lessons for the purchase service staff who didn't have access um, to the employee program. Can't remember how many of those I ran, but I ran quite a few. Wow. Um, just teaching people very basic skills. Um, but it was fun and it only took an hour 
and I was giving people skills. The other thing that I did, oh, I've done a couple of things at work. I organized um, a drive to get people to sign up to the Anthony Nolan register. So mm-hmm. invited the charity into work for a day. Yeah. Um, I managed to get, I think we ended up with 50 people signing up um, the donors, potential stem cell um, donors. Mm-hmm. Um, and every year we do um, a couple of collections for the local food bank, um, both at Christmas, uh, which is actually the busiest time for donations into um, food banks, um, but also just ahead of the school summer holidays, which mm-hmm. is when the food bank supplies are generally um, depleted and actually going into an area, a, a period where they have um, a peak of demand. Um, and I've, I've done all sorts of charity fundraising bits and pieces as well. So what, what, does, what does volunteering actually do for you then, Anne? What, what do, you, do you get out of it? Um, well, if you look at my job, um, I don't actually consider my job to be a caring role. Um, I, don't, <laughs> I don't see it. Well, I, I don't. It, um, I'm not a nurse. I'm not a teacher. Oh, I see what you mean. Right. Okay. I'm, yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know... It, it, I'm, I work in business mm. um, and you know there, there's a certain edge to the, the role that I have I've got objectives etc it's very um, commercial yeah, yeah. and um, I like helping people right um, and I get a good feeling when mm-hmm. I help someone and pretty much volunteering is about helping other people um, in some way shape or form mm. and mm. um I guess there must be some kind of reward mechanism going on in my brain um, that says I'm helping people. That's a good and positive thing. And <laughs> feel good. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's, I guess, why I keep going back for more. Mm. Well, I, I've been speaking recently about the, uh, the difference between doing something that comes from ego and doing something that comes from purpose. And I think what you've just done there is, is kind of summed up that, that perhaps even without necessarily, you know, dive into it too deep, that you've, uh, you know, maybe you've, you've got that kind of the ego side might be the, the work bit and the purpose is, is what you're getting out of the volunteering, I guess. Potentially. And I think also there's, um, you, you meet a different group of people when mm. you do volunteering. And um, I, I enjoy doing that. So the parkrun crew, um, I would never have got to know if I hadn't started volunteering. And actually, um, if I hadn't started volunteering, I wouldn't have started running. I'd always considered myself someone who was a non-runner. Um, to, to an extent, I still do. However, I did run a marathon last year. Um, I say run, I sort of got round. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> Go on but, then, what was your time? You've got to tell us what your time was. Oh, no, honestly, you, you really don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't matter because if it was me, it would be about four days. So. <laughs> well, it, it wasn't far off. And I've got, you know, I've got now got knee injuries as a result. Oh, no, that's not good. <laughs> as a yeah. But part of um, doing the park run, um, I, I ended up joining um, a local running group, which comprised of a lot of the park run core team. Hmm. And again, it's, it's a chain of events. You know, all of these things would not have happened if I hadn't started with um, the volunteering. Um, doing the work with the food bank. Um, yes, I've done some of those food bank collections at work and organised those. Um, but actually, I've taken it further and we've done food bank collections at Parkrun. So I've combined 
um, two elements um, there. And again, that wouldn't have happened mm. had I not done the part one volunteering and also done the um, volunteering to um, get get the food bank um, collection sorted twice a year. Mm. Um, yeah. I, no, I, I get that. And I, I get how the connections are made. And you said something to me again before we were recording that you use the phrase pay it forward. Yeah. Uh, and I love that. I think I've got a feeling that comes from a film or it's been used in a film. But, you know, for you, what what does that what do you take from that phrase then? What does that mean to you, paying it forward? Um, it's it's really doing something without there being an expectation of um, reward. Mm. Um, it's putting something back into society um, and community um, and I don't generally, you know, I, I don't think about um, any kind of recognition for what I do. Um, I just do it because it makes me feel good. So actually, you could say that potentially what I'm doing is quite selfish because um, I'm <laughs> doing it because of how it makes me feel. Um, but the net result is um, my mental health improves and I'm doing something positive that helps other people. Mm. So it's a, a, a net good thing all around. Yeah. Now, I mean, well, that's so right. So that brings me to the point about the, you know, the effect on mental health. And you and I have not really talked about this before because obviously, you you know, you've traditionally been our client. <laughs> so it's not a kind of thing that is, you know, well, we haven't openly talked about. But what what is the effect, do you think, on your mental health uh, for volunteering? And what what advice would you give to anyone who's, I mean, an R in whether they should be doing any volunteering. I'd say jump in mm-hmm. um, because you've got nothing to lose. Mm. Um, so there are there are lots of different things. It, it depends on the volunteering activity that you choose, but um, it's possible to find something that will give you um, a routine. Um, and I think that routine can be really quite helpful for mental health. So part from, for example, when it's up and running, that's every Saturday morning, um, and you're seeing the same faces. Um, you're getting that social interaction um, with people, um, which can help as well. Um, just an opportunity to talk to people um, on a regular basis. Um, I think the the other thing that it can do is open up avenues that perhaps you weren't aware of. So um, you can be aware of perhaps job opportunities um, that you didn't know existed because you're meeting a wider variety of people and you're seeing mm. a different side of life. Mm. Um, I, I genuinely think that um, there are no downsides, providing, providing you've got the time to um, devote to it. Um, and I think most people do. It, I think you generally find time for the things that you want to do. Um, so I, when I started running, I didn't think that I had time in my schedule for running, but actually I found that I could fit it in to my week um, because I wanted to. Um, and equally, if you, if you want to do something, you will generally find the time and you will squeeze something else out of your week that you don't want to do. Um, but generally volunteering will result in people being nice to you. That's no bad thing. Um, saying kind things and being grateful and that makes you feel good about yourself yeah 
Yeah. Um, and if you're suffering from mental health issues, that positive reinforcement and having somebody who um, can make you feel good about yourself um, is, is no bad thing. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm 100% with you on that. And, uh, I, you know, in a similar way, I guess my journey with volunteering actually started when uh, during the sort of downtimes of doing what I do, it can go up and down <laughs> quite a bit. And during a downtime is a good time to to actually go, no, I've got skills that I can use. And the fact no one's paying for me for to me for that at the moment is irrelevant. I can go and do something that is that is up my street. And um, I ended up doing hospital radio because somebody said to me, that's right up your street. That really is. Uh, and of course, lo and behold, as you said, it opens up opportunities. Here I am a few years later now doing my own podcast and, you know, getting involved in, in the things that I, that I do there just through, you know, where that where that took me. So you never, ever know, do you, who you're going to meet, what, I, where it's going to take you? I, I imagine that if before you've done the hospital radio, doing the podcast would have been um, a bit more of a, a, an unknown and um, you wouldn't have known perhaps where to start. So yep. being the hospital lady, you probably made contacts who could help you, give you yeah. advice. And um, you learned a little bit about yeah. what would be involved. Um, and volunteering can be about learning and developing skills as well. And mm. um, when I was helping people um, learn English and maths, effectively, I was learning how to be a teacher. And actually, I remember going through a teaching qualification whilst I was helping people. Um, and that's something that I wouldn't have done if I hadn't done um, that particular bit of volunteering. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the, bring that all back, back round into a circle then. So obviously, you and I are connected through the automotive industry. Menable is actually aimed at uh, mental health in the automotive industry. Um, that can be a very busy sector. And as we know, you know, people who work in dealerships particularly uh, can work ridiculously long hours at all levels. Um, so what have you got any advice for anyone who's working in that busy environment that you and I both are connected to uh, about getting out and doing some some volunteering for them? Because as you, we've already said, you know, there is an impact on mental health. Um, it's not just dealerships, actually. Um, well, no, of course. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I see a lot of um, those extended hours in um, the, the manufacturers mm, mm. as well. Mm -hmm. um, and it is difficult. Interestingly, I was um, talking to some um, dealer managers uh, this morning about um, hours and the kind of demands that dealer management place on um, staff. Um, and we were talking about different pay structures for sales staff, because of course, um, a lot of sales staff are based on um, commission. We're talking about some dealers who've made the move to basic salary, but um, who alongside that have said, well, if I'm paying a salary and I'm not paying commission, then I want my pound of flesh and I'm going to um, increase the amount of hours that I demand <laughs> of um, the staff that are being paid um, that salary. I think um, we call we, that baby steps, Anne, isn't it? <laughs> well, we, we, we agreed that that was perhaps not the um, right approach. <laughs> I think um, if, if you can, then building volunteering into um, the working um, day mm. um, is a really positive thing. Um, it will not only help you, but it will help colleagues as well. Mm, mm. Um, and actually for a, a dealership 
for a, a manufacturer to be associated with doing something good in the community is no bad thing. Mm -hmm. um, it, it probably has been business benefits. Um, so I would suggest that one of the things that I did, the food bank collection, um, it's a really easy thing to set up. You just need boxes <laughs> <laughs> and, and some emails to staff to say for this period, um, we're going to be doing a collection for the local food bank. You make mm, contact mm. with the local food bank um, and then you take, um, you take the collection down to them. Um, they benefit, you've done something positive and every time you walk past that collection at work, you'll be reminded of the positive impact that you're having. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's, that's a really easy thing to do. And the other thing that um, I think it would be really beneficial for dealers to, to consider, um, at, at Ford, we have a couple of days a year that we can devote to working in the community. Um, and I've done a variety of different projects from um, doing gardens for schools and painting things and helping in local parks. Um, but encouraging staff to take a couple of days out per annum to do something that benefits the community um, would be a really good thing. And it could be helping in a local primary school um, with um, supervising children reading. Um, it could be helping out at a local food bank um, because they need volunteers. It could be helping out at a vaccination center. Um, there are all sorts of opportunities. And if, if anybody's wondering about um, what to do for volunteering, um, most local councils will have a volunteer coordinator and you can reach out to them um, and they'll have a whole host of ideas um, opportunities that you can participate in. And if you're doing something with colleagues, you can get a group of you together um, and you could all do something um, collectively. Um, and that will help not only build the community within the workplace, um, but will introduce other people to parts of the community that perhaps they weren't aware of. Mm -hmm. um, and they may choose to take that volunteering beyond the work that they've done at their workplace and choose to do something in their own time as well. Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. That's good. And, and you're absolutely right about those council uh, coordinators. I think they are pretty much in every town and yeah. they're great. I, I spoke to one as well and they are great at kind of pointing you in a direction of things that will suit you. Yeah. Um, you know, if, you, if you're struggling to think, well, what, could it, what is it that we could do? And, and your point about, um, you know, doing something collectively as a team, I mean, I could see that working really well for most you know, talking about dealerships, for example, um, it's, this isn't just the domain of, of those who work in big organizations, you know, smaller dealerships can get involved and do stuff as well. And be imaginative, can't you? There's loads of needs out there. There is, and it doesn't actually have to be anything that involves um, another organization. Hmm. <clears throat> I've got friends who organize litter picks. You know, organize what, sorry? Litter picks. Oh, right. <laughs> you go out, you, you pick up litter, you're tidying up your local environment. Yeah, yeah. You appreciate your local area more, yeah. um, adds to a little bit of pride in the local area. And you know what? If you did that as a, as a group of employees from a dealership wearing the um, dealership branding, then the locals would see that you are from a local company yeah. and you're doing something to enhance the local area. 
Um, so you'll feel good about what you're doing and other people will see the good that you're doing as well. Yeah. And from a in, a in a commercial sense, there's no such thing as bad PR when you're doing stuff like that, is there? Really? No, that's yeah. not. Yeah. No. That's good. That's good. Okay. Well, thank you so much for that, Anne. That's been brilliant. Um, I'm so glad I saw that post a week or so ago that you talked about volunteering because that wouldn't have been something that you and I would have connected on ordinarily, I guess, would it? Because because yeah. of our connection professionally. But uh, yeah, I'm so glad you were able to come and, and talk a little bit about that and. Let's hope that it uh, inspires a few Men Able Matters listeners to, um, you know, think about something that they could be doing. Fingers crossed. And, <laughs> you know, just just keep an eye out for opportunities. And if, if an opportunity crosses your path, mm-hmm. then just grab it. Give it a go. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and of course, if you can't find one, make one. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Create your own opportunities. Absolutely. Brilliant. Anne Cardus from, uh, well, from the Henry Ford Academy, dealer training manager. Thank you so much been an absolute pleasure talking to you and uh, we'll catch up soon you've been listening to men able matters podcast brought to you by the men able movement if you'd like to get involved join us at menable.org or follow the hashtag menable join us again for another podcast where we'll talk to more fantastic guests and get their hints tips and insights to their personal stories too see you again soon